I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you had a nice weekend and you're ready for the week ahead. WhatsApp and text lines are open if you'd like to get in touch. 086 1800 658. Here's Kate Bush. There she is, Kate Bush, running up the hill on LMFM's 11 to 1 this Monday morning. That's just kind of Monday personified in a song, isn't it? It's like an uphill struggle and it's only what... 10 past 11 on a Monday. Oh, there's lots of hours left in the day. But never fear, I'm here to brighten up your Monday. Uh, hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch with me, by the way, about anything on 086 658. I discovered over the weekend that there were two kinds of people. There are two kinds of people at the weekend. Number one, the lucky ones who went to Electric Picnic. Number two, the rest of us that didn't. Yeah. So Electric Picnic made its much anticipated return to Stradbally, County Leash and uh, to be honest it didn't even matter really didn't it not about the lineup because this is the coolest festival to be at So for the small minority of us who didn't get tickets there was a serious case serious case of FOMO over the weekend we went through a different kind of range of emotions I'm going to say So we've all been bombarded for what seems like an eternity with electric picnic spam online oh yeah starts on Friday or some t- on Thursday night even the fresh happy faces of them with their perfectly coordinated festival outfits of boho chic hats boots oh they were sharing videos and pictures oh look we've arrived at the campsite oh look the tent went up so easily Oh, look, here we are, singing our hearts out to Dermot Kennedy or whoever. That was the first type. Then there was the second type, the rest of us who stayed at home. But our time came on Saturday morning. Our time to gloat came because good old Irish weather. Oh, it didn't let us down. No, not only that, it surpassed our expectations because not a mere drizzle or a shower. No, that wouldn't give us much to gloat with. 
the heavens well and truly opened to absolutely saturate the festival goers. <laughs> so the rest of us at home were going, oh, I'd hate to, be electric, hate to be at an electric picnic now. Ah, I wouldn't go there now if you paid me. Not a hope. No, no, no. Look at them there. They're getting drowned. Ah, sure, look. I'm just going to stay in now, get a nice cup of tea and cosy up while they're drowned. Absolutely drowned in the tents. No doubt the tents flooded the whole shebang. They're up to their waist in mud as well. I'd absolutely hate it. But wait, that didn't deter them. They kept posing. They kept dancing. They kept singing. Whilst the rain bucketed down. Hashtag having the best time. No, you're not. You're not having the best time. You're miserable. How dare you post when it's lashing rain? You're supposed to be miserable. And then, of course, Sunday, the weather had the audacity to clear up. I mean, sunny. Sunny blue skies, the whole shebang yesterday. So we were even more inundated with all of the spam of them posing with their, you know, slightly mucky hair and boots. All I can say is, right, if you're feeling like me today and just fed up with all the electric picnic spam that you received all over the weekend, tickets are going on sale, okay, already for next year. So we won't be, you know, sitting at home with the fear of missing out because there's going to be tickets to line up. So just, you know, I've warned you now, they're going on sale on Saturday already. We won't know the lineup. That doesn't matter. You just need to be there. You need to be there to experience all of the great revelry that was the electric picnic this year. Now, if you did, like me, miss it, I do have an exclusive chat with Dermot Kennedy where he talks new album. I know, exciting stuff. And his new single and inspirations behind all this kind of stuff. And he also chats, obviously, about performing at Electric Picnic. That is all coming your way very, very shortly. But first, let's hear for the man himself. We used to be giants. Dermot Kennedy, Giants on LMFM's 11 to 1. I want to say, first of all, there's a request coming in on 086 658 Hi Sinead, would you please wish my lovely daughter Rosemary and her lovely husband Robbie O'Donnell, they are from Swift Court and Trim, a very happy wedding anniversary today. Have a lovely day that's coming in from Mam, Brother Anthony and Manalvi as well. Thinking of you, hope you're having a fantastic day. What's the two year anniversary? Is that like paper or one of those ones? It's probably not that much that you have to give you other which is good as well uh, so hope you're having a great day uh, also we're getting a message in from Lorna oh Lorna she says Sinead I had to message in I can honestly say it was a great time at Electric Picnic uh, however you know the rain was horrific okay that that cheers me up no end Lorna thank you for that also this is coming in as well uh, this is coming in from Seamus he's a bus driver he says Sinead I'm a bus driver did a run to Electric Picnic I can tell you I can clarify that there was no happy, happy campers only drowned rats that he saw okay Again, that kind of cheers me up a bit. Does uh, now I'm going to take a quick break. But uh, speaking about electric picnic and the main man himself, that was the one of the big headline acts. It was Dermot Kennedy, and we managed well, not me, but our lovely reporter Thomas Cross managed to catch up with Dermot Kennedy at Electric Picnic, all about his new album, his single, what inspires him, and of course playing Electric Picnic. We're going to bring you some of that chat just after these. Eleven to one. L-M. 
Dermot Kennedy was one of the headline acts at this year's Electric Picnic and this man is just riding on a huge uh, crest of a wave of success. He really is. And he has a new album which is going to be coming out in November. Now we caught up with him at Electric Picnic to chat new album and all about his uh, single as well. So he has a single that's uh, coming out called Kisses. So we asked him what was kind of the inspiration behind this. The main message of this song is just the idea that when any relationship is at its best, that always exists. And so even if everything falls apart, if everything becomes chaotic and difficult and it all leaves, then that beautiful moment still exists and it's still there somewhere. And it was was inspired by this one line in that novel, Tender as a Night by F. Scott Fitzgerald, where this woman says to her partner, she kind of says, like, no matter how bad this gets, I'm still this person and uh, on this beautiful day. And she says, no matter how bad this gets, I'll always, this version of me exists somewhere inside me. And I love that. Ooh, I like to hear in this kind of inspiration. And that's not the only kind of literary inspiration that he takes uh, for songs as well. He also has a surprising one in terms of apparently the Lord of the Rings and that world kind of inspires some of his work as well. Like at the beginning of, um, of my career, like say when I was 16, 17, like playing open mics around Dublin, like all my songs are, they kind of sound like fairy tale-ish and they have these insane lyrics that technically make no sense. But to me at the time, I was just mad into like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that. So Tolkien is huge for me. And I love the idea that someone can fully just live in a different universe in their head and, and create a world and just never leave it. Because if you, you know, you don't have to. That's pretty cool. And as I mentioned there, the new album is coming out in November. Here's what he had to say about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's about time. Like I said, you know, it's just these albums really do, they define my life and they dictate who I am as a person. And so I'm just very excited to kind of live in a different world for a few years. There you go, Sonder, out November. So we'll keep you up to date on that. There he is, Dermot Kennedy, playing Electric Picnic this year. Now, uh, getting back to the music and the collaboration that I think everyone was waiting for, it's Elton John and Britney Spears. Britney Spears, Elton John, Hold Me Closer and LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, things are not going well for Britney Spears at all. Largely down to her family and uh, apparently her son Jaden did a tell-all interview which aired over the weekend with ITV and uh, he was speaking out on behalf of himself and his brother, brother um, who's uh, 16, Preston, saying why they hadn't seen her and oh yeah, it was just like... She's been through so much, this woman. And to have now her children being used, I really feel, my uh, is, is not great at all. It's just going to really be setting her back so much. And she's spoken out about them speaking out about her and kind of, you know, this estrangement and everything else. So things are not looking well at all. Um, and I think apparently as well, there was reports that um, Britney Spears decided to not sit down with Oprah Winfrey. And this kind of is very telling because, you know, maybe she doesn't, maybe she's not ready to be airing all this stuff. But clearly the other side, the family are airing all this stuff about her. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully things do settle down and to speak out like that about their mother. I don't know. I think it's it's shocking. It is shocking. 
Very shortly, we are going to be chatting to Luke Thomas. He is lead singer of the Swing Cats. Uh, They are a fantastic swing band. They pop up at weddings, but they also have their own amazing shows. And one uh, one of these shows is going to be coming to the Barbican. But as well as that, Luke has signed up for Ultimate Hell Week. He's going to be on our TV screens from Wednesday. Going to be chatting to him about that very, very shortly. Niall Horan, this town on LMFM's 11 to 1. It is going to be a tough, tough week. The ultimate hell week, even for my first guest this morning, Luke Thomas. He's lead singer of the Swing Cats. They're going to be bringing their fantastic story of swing to the Barbican Centre on Saturday, the 10th of September. But before that, he'll be swapping the tux for combat boots and army gear because uh, he's taking part in Ultimate Hell Week. It's going to be airing on RTE from Wednesday. We're going to catch up with Luke just after these. 11 to 1. Does Ireland's King of Swing have what it takes to survive Ultimate Hell Week? Well, this week he, along with 19 other well-known faces, will be thrown into the deep end of an extreme, gruelling set of challenges. He'll be swapping the microphone and tux for combat gear as Ultimate Hell Week returns to our screens this Wednesday. So how did he find the experience? Well, the King of Swing, lead singer of the best wedding swing bands around, Luke Thomas of the Swing Cats is on the line. How are you doing, Luke? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Thank you, you very the, much. You're great to, <laughs> great to have you. So, so welcome. Now, when someone approaches you and says, do you want to take part in a challenge that has the word hell in it? What makes you say yes? <laughs> Sign me up to that. Well, well, yeah, well, that's that's very, very true. And, and uh, I should have put, taken people's warning on it. I'm still traumatised by it, I have to say, you know. Um, no, I got a call. Uh, it was very, very last minute. Um, one one of the one of the guys contestants pulled out, and Orty gave me a call on the Friday, and they were starting to film on the Sunday. Oh God! So I had very little time to think about it, um, and uh, you know, you know, a lot of people would think, you know, oh, I keep myself fairly fit, you know, I might go to the gym or do a bit of five aside or whatever. But this is a different level, you know. This is this is. Uh, infinitely, uh, um, you know, more taxing on the body in terms of endurance, in terms of sleep deprivation, you know, just being on the edge, you know, just, yeah. just totally nerves are shocked straight away. So what an experience. I'm glad I did it, though. OK, really, that, really well, that's good it. that you're, you're, you're still positive <laughs> about it and you're in one piece. But, you know, you, you know, people will might not know this about you, but you're a personal trainer. Like you say, you keep yourself fairly fit. Did that personal yeah. training kind of experience kick in at all to help you? <laughs> it did no it did it, certainly with the strength parts of it you know you, you're lifting things you're lifting people you're lifting bodies you're lifting all sorts of things you know um, up and over over obstacles um, you're running around the place but in, ter- in terms of you know things that, that were, were, were more difficult for me would have been the likes of swimming I wouldn't be the strongest swimmer okay. I can swim but when you're you know dumped into the middle of the Irish Sea and it's freezing cold and the body's in shock and, and, it, and you're against the tide you know um, or the current should I say it's a different game you know and there's a camera in your face so you learn a lot about yourself now I must say you, you, you know it's, it's an eye opener Absolutely you know? and uh, you know we spoke about the personal training experience yeah. uh, was there you know people will know you obviously as being the king of swing and singing yeah. was there any yeah. singing or were you like I can't even sing to get myself through <laughs> there was, this there was, a, there was a point in, 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 in the first 
uh, on the first day when we got back and we, we were all sunk and we were all, you know, shocked. The body shocked and, you know, one of, one of the DSs says, right, you have an hour, an hour to get yourselves ready for whatever whatever it was. I can't even remember, but to go back out and do some more hellish stuff. And um, um, one of the other contestants, Eric Donovan, he shouts down from the end of the dorm and says, Luke, will you give us a song to, to you know, to G us up before we go back out there? And and I, I had to look at him and I said, I can't even put two sentences together. And everyone just started laughing. I couldn't. I was just shell-shocked, you know. I was shell-shocked. Some of, the, some, of the, some of the contestants were, I suppose, training for two and three months, you know, with endurance and height. Yeah. And, you know, so, um, you know, fair play to them. They, they, were, you know, they were just... They were a little bit more ready. I think it was just a total shock. Uh, well, in fairness, you hadn't, you hadn't time to process and you still signed <laughs> yeah. up. And like you say, there was, there, there's a great, there's some brilliant people involved oh, in the series. Yeah. Did you know any of them beforehand or was there that kind I of camaraderie? Did. I did. I, I did. You know, you know, you I know I knew of most of them yeah. um, in some shape or form, and then you get to know other people like some serious athletes and 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 um, you know um, ex Olympians and stuff like that in there. So it's great to see across the board. Obviously, I would have known more of the show busy people. Yeah, um, you know that that kind of because they would be in my circle more directly. Um, but it was great to be in the mix there and and to kind of. You know that's all stripped away. You're only you're, you're only as as good as your number, and and it's you know psychological. You know they just call you number five or number three or whatever it might be, and uh, that's how you're referred to. You know, yeah, so they take that away from you. It's nothing to do with you know uh, your status or your rank or whatever you're doing outside. You know, be be you an actor, be a be a you know an ex Olympian or a boxer or or a singer. It's that, all well, just a number, and I think that's that's the beauty of it as well that you know? is the beauty of it because you're all in the one level absolutely and and remind us about the charity that you decided to to yeah. raise the funds for yeah yeah I, I, I chose uh, um, Alone we do a lot of work with Alone and um it just it's it, it's it's close to us you know we've, yeah. we've done it for a few years a lot of our um you know, fans and audience would be a little bit more mature and, and they would really be into that music and it just resonated more with them over the last couple of years and we've worked well with them. Um, so Alone is the charity and the links are obviously on, on all episodes and yeah, on my page, you know, should you want to, yeah. to, in a position to do so, um, to donate, you know. Oh, absolutely. And it's such, yeah. a, it's a, worthy, such a worthy charity. Now, yeah. We have to talk to you about the, the Swing Cats because, my God, I was looking yeah. at the social media. You guys are so, so busy than ever with weddings and gigs and everything else. You must be delighted that things are so hectic for you. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a crazy time now again. You know, it's 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 really come right back, which is great. And um, we're a band that do a lot of theatre shows, uh, a lot of headline shows, uh, release albums, and of course do weddings as well. You know, uh, a lot of people just with the music we do would ask us to do, you know, black tie weddings and corporate events as well. So we're getting the best of you know both sides of the coin, if you will. You know, uh, we're still able to do do the radio and stuff, that kind of work as well. So it's great, but it is very, very busy. Um, and, and, you know, there's only so many weekends in the year. You know yourself, <laughs> everyone wants the same dates and you're like, oh, Jesus. I know, and you have to let some down. <laughs> I know, you don't yeah. like doing it, absolutely. But no. uh, th- this weekend, and I'm giving people loads of adv- uh, yeah. advance notice now, this weekend you're going to be bringing a brilliant show. It's the story of Swing, taking yes. us right back That's to it. the Prohibition era. And I love That's this. It. 
that's it like you know when you think about God, the story of swing you know swing music's a hundred years old you know when you think about that so you're going back to the, to the roaring twenties but a century ago so you know we like to say we're in the roaring twenties now we're back after after a little pandemic break so to speak and you know people are coming out people are getting the confidence back to, to kind of come out and, and to feel good and that's what that's what we want to do at the end of the day we're going you know we start in the twenties with the likes of Sing 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 putting on the rips and you work our way right up through kind of the rap pack era you know, the, the Sinatra stuff a bit of rock and roll and right through to the modern stuff and you know anyone who's into that kind of music whatsoever will have a good time um, they will come out and there's plenty of room for dancing I know um uh, the manager there, uh, Declan Power, great man, great man himself. Yep. The great man himself, you know, he's always uh, he's always uh, supporting us, and he'll be there himself. I'm sure he'll be he'll be dancing and do his best. Oh, moves he, as well. he will. He will be dancing <laughs> in the aisles. And do people dress up kind of flapper style in 1920? Yeah, oh, well, look, it's, we like to make it an event. You know, it's, yeah. it's an event. As I said, it's about feeling good and coming out with your friends, your families, you know, your girl pals, whatever it might be, and and having a good time. And we encourage people to sing along, and and it's you know it's it's we enjoy singing that music you know and people have a lot of people would have a connection with certain songs you know it might be whatever it might be Beyond the Sea or Mac the Knife or yeah. they might have a connection and you know it might remind them of their uncle or their you know their brother or something like that oh my brother used to sing a bit of Dean Martin or something so it's a good feel good kind of vibe and that's we don't do a set list and I'm honest to God with that we, we turn up we feel the vibe and You'd go for it from there. Just, oh. Yeah, we we go from there. Yeah, and and that's kind of how it's working. We're all around the country now, so um, you know that we're we're kicking it off this weekend. I'm yeah, looking absolutely, forward to it. absolutely. So that's in the Barbican Centre in Drogheda. Yes. So uh, getting back very quickly to before I let you go to to Hell Week yeah. starts on Wednesday. Can you tell me anything that might happen to you in episode one, or is are your yeah. lips sealed? <laughs> <laughs> I nearly drowned. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, I think they tell you, you know, I'm number five, so I'm on the first thing you cross the water to, to to wherever the compound is, and your man explains how to roll off the dinghy backwards, and I'm inside. I'm just I'm doing three hail marys. You oh, know what God. I mean? But the camera's at you, and you have to look cool and and <laughs> like a navy seal. But inside, but I, I tell you something. <laughs> I can't repeat what I was thinking or saying. <laughs> I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Well, listen, it's been absolutely oh. just brilliant chatting to you, Luke. It's such a pleasure as always. Best of luck with the, with the tour. And thank you so, so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you for the support. Appreciate it. Thanks a million. Right. Thanks a million. Bye. Luke Thomas there, lead singer of the Swing Cats. He is back uh, on our TV screens on Wednesday night. Uh, RT2, that's at 9.35. Or sorry, RT1 at 9.35. He'll also be on stage Saturday night, 10th of September, Barbican Centre with the, Sp- uh, the Swing Cats. You can get more details at thisswingcats.ie and also from barbican.ie as well. 11 to 1. It is a pet peeve of mine, something that I absolutely hate that people do constantly to me all the time. And that's being late. It is my worst nightmare. I don't I don't personally like being late at all. I, it just sends me into a frenzy of stress and anxiety. I don't like it at all, particularly like in a scenario where I'll give you an example. At the weekend, my son was at a birthday party and, you know, you have to be there obviously to collect at a specific time. So that was grand. And then my my husband, I'm going to blame, really kind of was taking ages to get out the door and to hurry up with what he was doing. And I was going, oh, my God, we have to collect him. And 
uh, somebody else has them and I don't be like the person, the parent that arrives last to pick up their child. And I was freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. And it just gets you more kind of frenzied, this whole being late thing. I am that person who, um, if I'm going for a bus, say, for example, I will be at the bus stop 15 minutes in advance. Oh, yeah before that bus arrives. I used to live around the corner from a bus stop and um, the Matthews bus used to go to to, to Dublin from there. And I would leave my house and I kid you not, it takes me not even five minutes, say, to walk around the corner to the bus stop. I would leave my house a full nearly 20 minutes in advance to get this bus because that's just who I am. That's the way I'm built. So imagine my horror to discover that today is be late for something day. Yeah. You have to actually be late for something. I'm freaking out about it. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 774455. Yes, on this day, 1976, Jim Henson's The Muppet Show premieres on television. Mia Farrow was a guest star on that day. And today is Be Late for Something Day. Now, this might be music to a lot of people's ears if you're that person who was always late to an event. You now have the perfect opportunity to do so and don't feel one bit guilty about it for the rest of us it's going to put us in a cold sweat so it encourages you to ditch the clock for once stop living by it Uh, so don't you know hold back on this be as late as you possibly want be late for something day LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie Are you that person? Are you that person that's always late for something? Will you be loving today? Be late for something today? Are you like me? Does the thought of being late for something put you into a cold sweat? Let me know. 086 1800 658 Here's Bon Jovi. There's Bon Jovi living on a prayer. I'll be living on a prayer all day because it's be late for something day. I cannot cope with this. Are you like me? Do you hate being late? Does the idea of being late put you into a panic? Or are you that person that's always late and you don't care? 086-1800-658. Still to come, a hug is in the morning is great for women. I did. I found a study. And Sea Change launch green ribbon campaign for the month of September. That's all to come. 11 to 1. Dua Lipa on LMFM's 11 to 1. Don't start now. Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're doing well. You can get in touch 086 1800 658. If you missed it earlier on, today is a day that's going to put me into a stress, a tailspin, if you will. It's be late for something day. No, I can't do it. That might be music to a lot of people's ears, but to me, it's just a stress. I can't cope. I am that person as I mentioned earlier on, who is 15 minutes early for any bus, train, plane or automobile excursion. (laughs) And I'm asking, are you somebody that's late all the time or are you like me? Do you kind of get stressed with regards to this? Julie says, Shanae, being being late is just bad manners. I'm always five minutes early for, for everything, says Julie. Yvonne says, I am that person first to arrive for anything. Hate being late as well. John, who's a regular listener, he's a taxi driver. He says, I'm only after dropping a lady off. She was 15 minutes late. <laughs> and I asked, was she in a panic or was she cool as a cucumber? And he sends me, you know, the head exploding emojis. 
So that was her. I can imagine. You know, taxi drivers probably see this all the time. People who are panicking. Come on, step on it. You know, get going. Can you get me there quickly? I'm really late. And then they're sort of nearly blaming the taxi driver then, aren't they? For their own lateness. You see, this doesn't happen with me. I am early. Always. It's other people. If I'm late to anything, other people have made me late. My children, my husband, the cats at home, whatever. It's other people. So today is be late for something day. (sighs) I can't do it. I even have an appointment later on, right? It's at quarter past three. I will leave. It's in Dundalk. I will leave here at half two. (laughs) to be there I'm tempted to even leave at 20 past 2 I can't do it so are you like me or are you that person that's always late have you tips as well for me today about being late and how I can avoid kind of getting too stressed about it 086 1800 658 The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Louise Mimi Webb played the Electric Arena at the EP Festival yesterday. We managed to grab her for a chat. Her song Good Without is a breakup song and she tells us it's mad seeing people cry in the audience. Oh yeah, it's, you know, when you see like, a few girls at the front they're crying, it's just so sweet because you can really like, I took back to the, actually tonight, I took my sunglasses off and I was just looking at them and I thought, oh you sweethearts, like just so lovely and being able to really like connect with them on the stage is like such a big deal for me. So yeah, it's just so lovely to see them like connecting. A film that first came out back in December has returned to the top of the US box office over a big holiday weekend in America. Sony re-released Spider-Man No Way Home with 11 minutes of extra footage, bringing in more than $5 billion. While some have praised studios for taking advantage of a lack of finished big releases, critics argue cinema fans would have preferred actual new films. Love Island stars Ekin Sue and Davide are off on a TV road trip to Turkey and Italy. Huge crowds gathered as she opened the Be Perfect cosmetics store in Blanchardstown at the weekend. She's been filling us in on her new TV project. So a week in Italy, a week in Turkey, meeting the family, cooking, us basically being us. There's nothing planned. Surprises on the way. I don't know what he's planning for me. I'm planning him something, but we're going to find out on the day raw. So that's the buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, Ella has the right idea. She's never going to be late again. I've moved all of my clocks five minutes forward so I won't be late. That's a really good tip. Somebody else has a good tip here. Uh, Sinead, my husband is always late. He drives me crazy. So now I tell him different times for things so that we're actually on time and not late. We're never early though, says this person. Thank you so much for that. Paul says, Sinead, you need to let it go. Sorry, hang on a minute. Did you just tell me to let it go? No, Paul. We can't let it go. We're too stressed about being late. My God. The audacity of you mentioning that. Keep those coming in. 086-1800-658. Here's Rick Astley. He wouldn't be late for anything. Oh, no. Yeah, this guy would always be on time. He would. Rick Astley. Never going to give you up. (laughs) Today is... Be late for something day. I can't cope. I just can't cope with that. I'm asking you, are you somebody that is late for things or are you always early? 086-1800-658. Kay says, Sinead, I'm with you on being late. I hate anyone being late as well. I'll be there 15 minutes before an appointment. Glad I'm not the only one. Yes, Kay. You know, and even if that appointment, you know, gets moved on and on and on, 
at least you'll know that you were there on time and it's not your fault, you know? This is the thing. Uh, oh, coming in on 086-1800-658, this is one, and this is a, definitely, I've been in this scenario as well. Alfie says, I hate it when you're early for a dinner date in a restaurant. When somebody is late, you're there looking at like a spare, I don't know what, having looked at the menu about 20 times, it does his head in. Yes, you do. You look like Billy No Mates looking at the menu, trying not to check the time. And you're going, where are you? Where are you gone? Yeah. Uh, then he says, they just waltz in all smiles as if it's no big deal. Yes, Alfie. Meanwhile, you're fuming and you're in your second drink at this stage and you've been checking the time and everyone in the restaurant thinks you've been stood up or you've got no friends. I mean, seriously, the stress levels just be going to the, through the roof. Caroline, spare, spare a thought for Caroline, everybody. She says, I'm currently waiting on a friend for a coffee. Uh, wait in 10 minutes. Just wait in 10 minutes. Caroline, whatever coffee shop you're in, if you're in a coffee shop or maybe you've had a takeaway coffee on your outside or something, just, you know, tell them that you deserve a free top up because your friend has been late. Tell them I said. Keep them coming in. 086-1800-658. Now, the month of September is a very important month in the calendar for Sea Change. They are an organisation that are dedicated to ending mental health stigma and discrimination around mental health issues. So their Green Ribbon campaign is running for September. So you'll see people wearing the Green Ribbon. They're encouraging everybody to get involved in this. We're going to be chatting to Barbara Brennan. She's from Ashburn, but she's the programme leader with Sea Change. She's going to tell us all about this Green Ribbon campaign. 11 to 1. This month you may notice people wearing a green ribbon. This small symbol has a lot of power behind it because it signifies the need to end the stigma and discrimination surrounding mental health. The Green Ribbon campaign will run for the month of September and was set up by Sea Change, a national organisation dedicated to ending mental health stigma. This year marks the 10th year of the campaign and they are hoping as many people as possible will wear the green ribbon and support them. Joining me now to tell us more is programme leader at Sea Change, Barbara Brennan. She's on the line. How are you getting on, Barbara? Hi, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Now, I remember when the first Green Ribbon campaign launched. I can't believe it's 10 years now. I mean, in some ways, a lot has changed in the 10 years. But uh, I think we do have an awful long way to go as a country in terms of ending shame and discrimination around these kind of issues. When you look back and you sort of reflect on the 10 years, how do you feel about it? I totally agree with you. And the funny thing is, because of the pandemic, I think actually people have been pushed into a place of of being forced to be more comfortable about conversations to do with mental health because we've been worried, we've been feeling low, we've been lonely, we've been anxious, we've been noticing those things, but we've been much more human to each other. And I think that's one of the biggest differences that we have seen in the last 10 years because 10 years ago it was taboo. If you said mental health, people assumed mental illness and they also assumed a level of um, incapacity where, you know, with this idea, if you have a mental health problem, you're not able to work, you're going to be on medication, you're not going to be capable of holding down a normal life, you know, this kind of thing. When actually we all have mental health all the time and a lot of people who experience mental health difficulties have regular lives, have regular jobs, do all of those things. And that's one of the things I think people are starting to change their understanding but we've also seen a big difference in the change in language use as well. Yeah. Ten years ago, when we said mental health, people jumped to, you know, psycho, loony, mm. crazy, mad. But also the assumption that mental health meant mental illness and hospitalisation and medication and depression and all of that. 
So there's a big shift in the understanding of what mental health is in the first instance, which I think is great. But to your point there about shame, that's the reason that we're really, really pushing this year on the top, the topic of shame, because we've been looking at the things that have shifted for the things that still need to shift. So that, that shame that people experience and that idea of feeling less than and feeling unworthy and all the rest of that, that comes alongside the stigma that people are still experiencing. And that's why we're focusing on that this year as part of our Green Ribbon campaign. Yeah, so I'm going to come back to that because there's a lot to unpack in what you said there. You mentioned the pandemic. I mean, like, are you finding since the pandemic that there's a huge need for people to be talking a lot more about these issues and also finding ways to support people is the key, isn't it? It is. And I think the, 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 two, the two points, like you mentioned, the first thing is that people are more open to having conversations, even if they're not sure what they want to have a conversation about. Mm. People are getting more comfortable and braver to be able to say, Do you know what, I'm not great. And that's where we need to get to, that it's OK not to be OK. And we've heard that lots of times, but now we need to make an action out of that. It's OK not to be OK. And it's OK to say that. It's OK to talk about it. And it's OK if you're the one listening to be able to say, I don't know what that's like, or I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing, or what's that like for you? And that's the shift that we're starting to see. The people want to have those conversations. They want to listen. There's still that fear that they're going to say the wrong thing, though, and I think that's one of the things we really need to be getting to. And from a point of view of support, there are so many places that are available and are open for service. So it's about sometimes learning where to signpost. So some of the best places I could signpost to if people haven't heard them or they aren't aware yourmentalhealth.ie is yeah. a government-run website and it has county-by-county county lists of all the different services available. You've obviously got um, the like of Piazza House for suicide intervention. You've got the like of um, AWARE, Piazza House, Samaritans. Um, you've also got the our parent organisation, Shine. So there's a huge amount of organisations already there and providing services. And then you'd have uh, services like Grow as well, which are very much into having conversations about recovery and that kind of side of things. So there is a lot of services there. It's about trying to get into the, the, the channel of finding where they are and accessing the right service, I suppose. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And you know, you, you guys were at the Sea Change, were at the electric picnic at the weekend promoting the Green Ribbon campaign. What was the reaction like? Were people receptive? Were you surprised by kind of people's response to this? No, actually, it was it was great when people. So, firstly, um, the thing that we saw was that people didn't really know about our organisation. So okay. that shows us that we need to get out there more because Shine is around since the seventies. So, for an organisation to be in its forties and people to still not know that the service is there, those are the kind of things that people need to start looking a little bit about what services are there rather than trying to find something new. So that's the first bit. The second bit about the green ribbon, when people realise by me wearing this green ribbon, it might make it easier for somebody to have a conversation about how they're feeling. Or do you know what? Maybe they'll just feel better because they'll know that I support them in what they're going through without even having a conversation. It could be just a little nod of the head. And people were fantastic. So we had um, over 50,000 ribbons down there with us. Um, and we have, we're going to have a load of photographs, so you'll find them on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all of those. And we're Sea Change Ireland if you want to follow them. But the amount of people who wanted to have a conversation about what can we do together to change this? How can we end mental health stigma? And they were very much behind the idea that people experiencing mental health difficulties shouldn't, shouldn't feel shame and they shouldn't feel that additional stigma 
that's preventing them from getting the help they need. Absolutely. And, you know, you've been quite vocal as well, Barbara, about your own experience with uh, bipolar. You know, um, when people learn that about you, do you find that people's reactions change or do they act differently around you? Not so much anymore. Um, but I also think some of that is my own attitude, to be mm. fair. Um, you know, back in back in the day when I started uh, 12 years ago sharing my story and I started being an advocate, bearing in mind that was 12 years ago, so that the attitudes have changed. So when people found that out before, um, and certainly before I was an advocate, there was a lot of fear around it and a lot of like, well, I don't know what that means or, I'm, you know, I don't want to give you a task because I'm afraid it might create stress for you or, you know, all of this unknown piece. And I think in the last 10 years, working in the stigma reduction area and educating people about mental health, I found my own comfort in it, in the place that if somebody doesn't understand, there is only so much I can do to help them understand. And if they don't want to understand, that's, you know, that's on them to work through what that's about. So I do think there is a dual piece that's happening that people are becoming braver in their own lives to say, this is my life. This is part of, of my experience. It isn't who I am. It doesn't define me. And therefore, if I share this piece with somebody else, if they judge me, well, that's actually more about them than about me. So it is really about understanding that a mental health doesn't define somebody. It isn't, you know, when we're thinking about physical illnesses, we don't say I am cancer, mm. I am COVID, I am heart attack. We don't. But we do say I am depressed, mm. I am schizophrenic, I am bipolar, I am anxious. Instead of saying I have maybe or I experience exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Or if you're, you know, if we're thinking about a mood, we would normally say I am sad. I am happy. Yes. So actually, even that shift to say I feel because it's mm. something that's transient. And that's the other piece that a lot of people struggle with. The idea that actually, even if somebody is experiencing depression, they can still laugh. They can still have good days. So it's that piece of what we feel and the fact that it, it moves. You know, it's not it's not a complete constant all of the time. But I do think people are getting better at understanding the topic. But I do definitely see that there is still a lot of fear about the more complex mental health issues, such as like of bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, borderline personality disorder. And there are a number of of, um, issues when people have multiple disorders as well. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of misunderstanding there. And it's about trying to get a bit more um, empathetic and kind of saying, well, maybe I'm never going to know what that's like. But what's that like for you? Yeah, recognizing that the person is still still a human in the middle of it. Absolutely, you know, and not let the 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 actual label, as you're saying, you know, or the experience completely define them. And unfortunately, yeah. as well, you know, pop culture, television, movies do not help when it comes to those kind of areas as well. In terms of, you know, they they can heighten that sort of fear and that unknowing around these uh, these these things that people, very real people, are experiencing. Now, we we spoke there about shame. This is uh, the the main theme breaking down. Shame. Shame uh, of, of the Green Ribbon campaign this year. Really shame, I would say, is probably one of the key things why people don't speak at all about exp- experiencing anything in, in terms of mel- mental health issue. And also they kind of think, I don't want to burden somebody. That's another aspect of it as well. Yes. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's, it's the fear aspect of what's going to happen if I share this. Mm. It's going to go out of my control. I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be treated differently. I won't be able to progress in my job or, you know, lots of different things. But then there's, as you say, there's that burden piece as well as, you know, well, I'm, I'm afraid that people are going to take this on and that it's going to be a problem for them. 
But I think there, there are a number of things that are happening. And you mentioned the media there. The fact that we're having this conversation is really where the media are going. And I'm really grateful to say that our sister program, Headline, who work with the media, are seeing huge shifts to the positive around the inclusion of voices of lived experience and the fact that they are starting to understand the impact of those negative stories. So we are seeing a big change there. And I think that piece around identifying when we feel shamed or we feel bad, because here's the difference between shame and guilt. Guilt is I feel bad. Shame is I am bad. Mm. When we're having that feeling that I am it, you know, and it's inherently me. So I'm I am bad. I have this I have this mental illness, therefore I am bad. I am worse than I should be ashamed. That's the kind of space that people get into. And it's to try and shift that understanding to say, actually, no, I amn't. I amn't this disorder. There isn't shame tied to it. It's a perception and there's no reason. And so if I have those feelings of I am bad or I feel ashamed or all of that, sometimes it's about questioning, well, what is that? Yeah. Why do I feel that? Where did it come from? And most importantly, what would help me right now to feel a little bit better? So maybe delving in and trying to, to deal with it all in one go is not going to happen right now. It's something that you need to work through and most likely would be really helpful to work through with the like of a counsellor or a therapist. Yeah. But even even in the meantime, to catch ourselves when we are being unkind to ourselves, because the antidote to shame is kindness, is unconditional kindness. So that piece of even saying... I don't know what that's about. I don't know why I'm being mean to myself. I don't know why I'm using that language towards myself. But I'm going to stop it there. And think about what we would say to a small child or to a good friend. And in that moment, try and be able to say those things to ourselves. We won't believe it. We won't feel like it. But it is that piece of breaking that cycle and trying to introduce a little bit less negativity. Yeah, I love that. that Yeah, absolutely. And that it's even just taking that pause and recognising the language, because like you say, we are horrible to ourselves. We talk really, really negatively. And, you know, just going back to even that, that the the whole issue of shame, like, I mean, even I see see this in my own life with, you know, I have a six year old and if something happens to him and he wants to, he needs to cry, let's say, he'll run off and hide to cry instead of showing the emotion. And it's kind of like, you know, you don't need to, to do that. You don't like it's OK yeah. to cry. And I asked him, why, why are you running off? And he says, um, oh, people will laugh. And I'm saying, no. and again, it's this whole thing, you know, of yeah. other people. And what will they think of me when I show this yeah. emotion? If a six year old boy at that age, you know, is kind of recognising that that's something that we need to nip in the bud as well with, with our children, that kind of, you know, let them freely express emotion. This whole thing of, you know, oh, book up or the worst thing ever that people can say is man up as well. Like that, those things are not helpful not helpful no they're not well I'll tell you a funny story I went down to Ballandag and one of our ambassadors was down there and I met the Minister for Mental Health and our wonderful ambassador and we had an event and my sister arrived down with my five year old nephew and he was pointing out the Green Ribbon Deborah because he knows I work for Green Ribbon but he doesn't quite understand Mm. the concept of mental illness and mental health yet but he could see that everybody had the ribbons and he was asking and then he was saying, you know, and he's pointing at, at, at Minister Butler and she has one. And he was pointing at all the people. And I said, do you know what the ribbon is for? And he, he looked at me and he kind of goes, not really. And I said, well, you know, if you fell and you hurt your knee, you'd go to your mummy and you'd get a hug and she'd help you make, make you feel better. And you'd be able to tell her that you had a fall, wouldn't you? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, sometimes people feel they, they feel sad or they feel unhappy, or they feel angry, and they don't know how to go and tell their mommy, or how to go and tell somebody that will make them feel better. And they don't know it's okay to talk about it. 
So when they don't talk, it makes them feel worse. So that little green ribbon means it's okay to have a conversation. It's okay to tell somebody you're not feeling good. And he just went, okay. And so then as we were leaving, he decided that he wanted to go to Minister Butler and explain what the green ribbon was. <laughs> so he brought her over a green ribbon and he handed it to her because I explained that she worked for the government and he wanted to give a green ribbon to the government. So he handed it to her and he said, the green ribbon helps you talk about it and it's okay if you're sad. And I tell you, that was it in a nutshell. In a nutshell. If ever there was going to be a tagline, that was it. He had the entire place nearly in tears. Yeah. But it, it is that simple. It is about making it so normal to be able to say to somebody, I'm not feeling great. Yeah. We don't have to spill our guts. We don't have to be looking for everybody to fix our problems. But not hiding it is the biggest part because maybe if going into work and on a day, you're not great, you're not having to put the mask on and you say, do you know what? I'll be grand. I'm just not feeling the best just this minute. Mm. Leave it with me. Then you're not having to pretend and keep yeah. putting all that extra pressure on. And that's that's all we need to do is get it to there. And, and if a five-year-old, if a five-year-old, like you say, uh, your amazing yeah. nephew can 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 grasp this message, we all could learn from him. Definitely, we really could. So, people, if they want to get the green ribbon or they want to find out more information, how can we do that? Great question. So we have some wonderful partners who are distributing around Ireland. So you can go to any AIB boots or air stores around the country. You can also go to your Irish rail stations and they will have your individual ribbon and they are free of charge. So you can have them as many as you want. You can also email us info at Mm seachange.ie and we will send them out to you. They come in packs of 100. So if an organisation or community are looking for them, if you want 100, 500, 1,000, 5,000, whatever you want, they are free of charge. We still have stock. We would be delighted to send them. And you can also find out more on our website. That's seachange, S-E-E-change.ie forward slash green ribbon. And you can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. And we are Seachange IRL. Barbara, thank you so, so much as always for being so open about your own experience and for giving us so much to think about with regards to this campaign. You're doing great work there with this campaign every every single year. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much. Have a great afternoon. You too, you too. Seachange.ie, that's where you'll find more information. I think that story of the little boy is going to stay with me for a while. What a little legend he is. AIB branches, boots, air stores, Irish Rail as well. They all have them. But as Barbara said, you'll find all the details there. Info at seachange.ie. 11 to 1 with Gilmore. Getting back to your messages very shortly about being late. Or on time. Keep them coming in 086 1800 658. Here's Ham Sandwich. Ham Sandwich, Elimination, LMFM's 11 to 1. We are talking about be late for something day. This is causing me no end of stress because I can't be late for anything. It just stresses me out. And Helen, who's originally from Matt's Boy, came on the, on the line there uh, with a great story. How are you getting on, Helen? I'm getting on okay, thank you. Good woman yourself. Now, you messaged into the show. I had to give you a call. Tell us about this. This is uh, concerning your lovely husband, isn't that right? It is, yes. It was, um, oh, 26 odd years ago. I um, We'd met at work, so he asked me out on a date. So it was the first date, and uh, I agreed to go, and I brought my sister's back up. Hiding in the background. Wing woman, love it. Wing woman. And we'd arranged to meet in a, a at the time, very popular pub in Boy. And uh, 
he kind of forgot and went golfing with his brother. <gasps> so he was not only three hours late for the first date, but by the time he arrived, myself and my sister had paired up at the bar. <laughs> So to say we were a little bit squiffy (laughs) would be an understatement. I love it. uh, As I said, last August just gone, we uh, had our 20 year anniversary, but he still, he cannot be on time for anything. Oh my God. So hang on a second. So three hours late, but you still married him. Did you not give him like day in the Glen when you met him and said, what time do you call this to be walking in on the first date? Oh, I did. (laughs) I did. I probably... uh, (laughs) <laughs> tore threads off him and uh, but it was water off a duck's back that, oh. that just he just laughed it off and it'd still be the same today oh my god as I said running joke he has this thing if he's on the way down for anything where are you I'm outside of Kells <laughs> he could be in Donegal <laughs> but still outside of Kells oh my god Helen how do you not how do you not freak out and stress Are you, you're just you're some woman for one woman I would be a ball of anxiety being married to him now well no you see that's the joys of two cars if it looks like he's going to be late I just go on ahead okay okay that's the joys of two cars Helen thank you so much for joining me on the show I think what you need to do is I think you need to put your clocks uh, forward so that your man is on time or will that not even work with him no we, we tried that for years we used to tell him the wrong times and everything then he copped onto it so he he just always guesses that he's not supposed to be there for a good bit after the time we told him so it just ended up making him later Oh no, and he doesn't stress at all. He's grand. He's cool as a no. cucumber. Oh, Helen, thank no, no you. Stress. Thank you so much. Tell him today that he's allowed. It's be late for something day. So today is the day that he's allowed. Be as late as he wants. Oh no, I, 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 I'll, I'll pass on telling them that. Thanks. <laughs> thank you so much for joining. <laughs> all right, no Helen, there from outside at the boy. Fair play to her. What a story! Look at it. Just goes to show you when you're in love with somebody, it doesn't matter. She's forgiven him. Oh my goodness, that's absolutely brilliant. That's got me going now for the morning. <laughs> LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport, and entertainment on LMFM.ie. Oh, time for the job search. MIPS requires a fourth year apprentice, a plumber in the Mead area to apply. Please email tina.sheeran at mips.ie. On store, coffee shop and cafe, Gibstown Navin requires part-time and full-time deli staff. You can send your CV to info at onstoreonline.ie. Meath County Council are recruiting a retained firefighter based in Ashburn and Nobber Fire Stations, also a clerk of works as well. Please see current vacancies on the Meath County Council website. Home Instead are recruiting new and experienced caregivers in your area. For details, check out careers.homeinstead.ie. Sleeve Foy Tool and Dye Precision Engineering requires the following vacancies. Qualified Tool Maker, also Apprentice Tool Maker, Machine Operator. They are based in Greenore, County Loud. To apply, please email your CV to info at sft.ie. Sarah Thompson and Associates Limited Accountants and Taxation Advisors requires full and part-time bookkeepers in their offices in Kells. You can send your CV, please, to Sarah at sarahthompson.ie. And Sunhill Nursing Home, Termin Fekin, requires a healthcare assistant, no experience. Required as Sunhill will provide your full QQI Level 5 healthcare support course part-time. Please send your CV to info at sunhill.ie. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. 
11 to 1. Thank you so much for all of your messages on being late or being early. Not many of you saying that you're like to be early like me. Uh, just a little fact for, or two about uh, being late just before we go. Uh, people who are late are usually happier, apparently, and live longer. That's because their they're other halves or the people around them are stressing out for them. They're doubly stressed. Uh, latecomers have lower stress levels and blood pressure. Also, late people tend to be more optimistic. Anna here. I am a very much a glass half full kind of gal, but when it comes to lateness, I can't be coping. Uh, who are famous in later later on in life? Well, Dame Judi Dench, uh, she was 60 when she played M in Bond. Also, Brian Cranston, he was 44 for Malcolm in the Middle. Ricky Gervais, 40 around the time of The Office. And Morgan Freeman was 52 uh, as well uh, for for when he got a big, a huge role as well in his career. So, you know, it's uh, the latecomers. There's hope at the end of the tunnel there. Light at the end of the tunnel with regards to that. Thank you so much for your company today as always. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.